Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to DIY Money. DIY Money. I am pumped today, Daniel. I can tell. We want to pump you up. I am amped. And I, I tell you, I'm going to call the five to 10,000 listeners we have over a 45-day period uh, on our DIY Money podcast. Find a race. Are there any races out there that you know that are still running into the late summer and fall? Can you send that to me? I mean, I am crushing it. Six miles this morning, 735, 740 pace. What's amazing is I'm still about five LBs over the uh, desired targeted weight goal. That's I'm going to blame that on the COVID quarantine. But nonetheless, I got to find a race. I got to do it. I'm going to hit that goal. Sub 140. How's the biking coming, brother man? It's going well. Keeping it going. Mostly in the garage. Yeah. On the trainer. Um, but commuted to the office the other day by bike, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah. Chicken the miles down, still on pace, still on record, still not sure if we're going to get it, make it to Asheville uh, in August because they bumped the event back, but we'll see. Did you see the guy that was hit in our neck of the woods? <laughs> no, but thanks for the downer. Last weekend? Ugh, it was terrible. Okay. Hey, pass, so uh, I, I mean, I don't know him. I, it was just, anyways, be careful out there, brother. Be careful. Stay in the garage. Okay, uh, we got a good question, and it's a it's a heated subject matter. This is the only reason I brought it out. Brought it out of the archives because we've got a heated question about home buying. So let's hit this question. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi there. My name is Mariella, and I'm from Colorado, and I have a question. I was wondering if it's better to buy a house with zero down and risk paying PMI and a higher interest rate or cash out my Roth IRA and put that money down. I know I still have to pay taxes on the distribution, but it would be without penalty since I am a first-time homebuyer. Thank you. I love your podcast. Great question by Mariella. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to say my two cents yet. Daniel, what do you got? <laughs> Thanks for setting me up. No um, okay, we're going to go through the technicalities of this first. Uh, and if we don't bore you through that one, then we're going to get into sort of the qualitative, uh, whether or not we want to, whether or not it's advisable to buy a house with zero down, uh, et cetera. So, Mariella, you are talking about uh, 0% down, um, then paying PMI, so that's not a program where you can sort of do um, 0% down and just pay a slightly higher interest rate, which for listeners' education, uh, I want you to think of it this way. The bank will always get their money in some way, shape, or form if you do not put a down payment down. So traditionally, you got to put about 20% down, then you don't pay PMI. The other option you have sometimes is uh, you can pay PMI, which is insuring uh, the fact that you didn't have a down payment. Uh, so they're going to make you pay something. You can do this through a traditional loan if the bank allows you or through a FHA loan, uh, which allows you to put about 3% down, uh, but pay PMI. It ends up being a pretty expensive proposition, which is why on an FHA loan, you are going to see um, the percent uh, that the loan rate is, but the actual percentage that you are going to end up paying because of the PMI factored in. 
and that's going to be significantly higher than, than the market rate percentages. So keep that in mind. The bank's going to get their money that way. Or you might go to a local bank that has sort of a 0% down uh, offer of some sort. That is going to probably be for one of two reasons. Either one, it's an adjustable rate mortgage, which means in the next five to seven years, it has the potential to go up in rate. Or two, uh, the bank has factored in PMI by increasing the rate to basically ensure themselves uh, without calling it PMI in some way, shape, or form. That's not like a nefarious thing. It's just that the bank has, I mean, they've done the business. They figured that out. So uh, understand that even on a 0% sort of uh, basis, you will pay more in some way, shape, or form than you will with uh, putting a down payment down. Now, if you have the down payment sitting in the bank uh, or investments or something, and you've done the math that not putting a down payment you know, is better because you want to keep that liquid, et cetera. Uh, that's sort of for another episode, I think uh, we'll say. Uh, there are some instances in where that might make sense. If you've done a financial plan, you you understand the risks, et cetera. Okay, Mariella, now we're talking about the other option, which is to cash out your Roth IRA. Now, a couple of things you have to understand about Roth IRAs here um, for those following along at home. One is that you put money into a Roth IRA after taxes, which means your contributions have already been taxed, which means you can, uh, withdraw those, uh, without any taxes or penalty. Your contributions are yours. You now you have to have some good record keeping here because the IRS is going to want to know kind of your, what's called cost basis in the Roth IRA. They're going to want to know how much that you have contributed, uh, to that, but you can go ahead and get those out. Now, the rest of it, uh, there's a few stipulations you have to go through, and it might be important to actually go to the IRS website and look at the flow chart and read and understand uh, what this is, but we'll try to walk you through this here as briefly as possible. So if your Roth has been open at least five years since your first contribution, and five years is from January 1 of the year that you made your first contribution, so if you made a contribution in December uh, 30th, of 2015, it actually, you start on January 1st of 2015, count five years forward, and that's your sort of litmus test from there, okay? If it's not been opened at least five years, then any of the earnings are gonna be subject to tax and uh, the 10% penalty. Okay? Now, if you are under 59 and a half, and this is your first home, um, as far as the IRS defines first time home buyer, et cetera, you can get up to $10,000 out for your first time home and it's not penalized or taxed up to $10,000. However, you go over that uh, and you will have to pay the taxes on the earnings, but no penalty on the earnings. Boom. That's excellent. That's why, that's why we do what we do. Daniel, Daniel drops the knowledge. Unreal. That is excellent. Wow. So you can go back and get all those nuances. Now. You want to go qualitative now? Uh, qualitative backed up by quantitative uh, because if you have not yet, uh, and the blog post is out there, I'd have to search for it um, on the DIYmoney.org website, and it includes a spreadsheet. But here's the deal, Mariella. Unless you are getting a ridiculous deal, and what do I mean by a ridiculous deal? Not 5000 below appraisal, okay? No. Not because your real estate agent told you that this area is booming and you're going to just be crushing it and you can sell it in five years for 40% more. I mean a deal like your uncle wants to give you the house he's been in 
at 50% of the level of the tax valuation. That's a deal. If you're not getting that, this is my opinion. Feel free to throw it all in my inbox, DM me, whatever. This is the worst time to buy a house. I'm just going to say it. This is a terrible time to buy a house. Terrible. Based on? Based on home valuations, economic uncertainty, and the fact that basically it your life stage, my guess is, now you're going to tell me I'm wrong, and maybe I am. Again, maybe you're getting it at a 50% haircut. You are going to be there because you just landed a tenured professor position, and you're going to be in this area for the rest of your life. But if not, you are probably going to be looking to relocate in five to six years. Maybe not. Maybe I'm totally wrong and you're getting angry with me and you go back to the beginning and you listen to all Daniel's stuff. But I'm just telling you, if you're looking to move out of your house in the next five to six years, it is a terrible decision to buy a house here. That's Now, I say all that based on opinion. Mine. That's it. That's not Daniel's opinion. That's well, He is renting a house, by the way. <laughs> uh, so maybe it is his opinion. But it is my opinion. Now, I strongly, strongly encourage you to go to our blog. On our blog, on our website, all right? That's DIYMoney.org. Which we don't talk about that website a lot. Why? Because nobody goes to websites anymore, I guess. I don't don't know. But there is an article uh, on that website that I am, of course, looking for right now. And I can't find it. But I'm going to find it. We're going to put it back up at the top. And it talks about the real mathematical look at owning versus renting a home. That's it. And and the reason I say that is because so many people sit there and tell me how financially it is so much better to buy a home rather than rent, rather than throw your money away renting. And the numbers don't agree. All right. They just don't agree. And I mean the math. So you can argue with me in my opinion all you want. I'm just showing you the math. All right. So again, in now, my opinion, yes, we're in a very low interest rate environment. And every agent out there that's either listening to this or heard about this is telling you this is a great time because rates are low. I'm going to tell you, newsflash, they're not going up. All right. They're, they're not going up. In fact, they're not going lower either. Because the mortgage companies have basically come together and, and basically said, look, three is our floor on a 30-year. All right, we're not going below three. Why do I say that? Because the 10-year U.S. Treasury is 0.6. All right, so th- it should be like 1.7 on the 30. I don't even know what the 10-year or the 30-year Treasury is right now. But it isn't three. I'll tell you that much. All right, but they've put kind of put a floor in there, artificial floor. So it's not going higher, and it's not going lower. So it's basically fixed there for, I don't know, who knows, forever maybe? I don't know. But ultimately, we are in such an uncertain economic environment right now. I know it looks and feels like maybe we've just bounced back and everything is great. But I got a newsflash. That has to do with uh, pent-up demand, triple P money, and stimulus checks. But when those are done, we'll see. The, the jury is still out. So I would be very, very careful. You know what? This is an archive podcast. So let's come back to this in a year and see what it looks like. And maybe, you know what? Maybe I eat crow and I say that's dumb. Now... All that to say, if you want it, do you want to say Quint doesn't know what he's talking about? He's an idiot. I'm buying this house, or Uncle Joe is giving it to me at 50% of the value. Go back to Daniel's 
piece and make sure you understand the nuances of taking money out. Daniel, what else you got? Yeah, that was the technicalities. Uh, in principle, I don't love um, buying a house by sacrificing funds in your retirement because it's hard to get that money back into a Roth. You're getting tax-free growth on that in your Roth. It's going to set you up for retirement. So unless you really have to, I wouldn't go that route. As Quint said, I am uh, currently renting and perfectly fine with that. I did the math and understood that based upon the current rental rates and the current prices in our area, renting was actually a better value. Uh, and so we committed to sort of rent and look and watch and wait until we found something at the price that we needed to consider that a good value to get in and buy. That was easy. There you go. All right. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, DIY.money. If you're new to the show, uh, just send us your voice questions and we'll, uh, if we use them on the show, you'll get a $25 e-gift card. Thanks so much for listening. Remember friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.